0: a social media manager, and a soon-to-be newlywed from London, England, on episode 24 of Go for My guest today is the podcast's first wanker. He is a limey from London with a love of both kinds of football and all kinds of cheeseburgers. We met when I realized somebody else was as hungover as I was during my Friday morning paleoanthropology lab course at University College London during the fall of 2004. He's taught me about everything from white lightning cider to how to get thrown out of a dinner party. A lifelong Arsenal fan who lives around the corner from the Emirates, he nevertheless was the face of Tottenham FC's online video presence for several years. Prior to that, he worked for the BBC and recently began a new gig with a large pizzeria chain in his native England. He's getting married to the beautiful Fifi very soon, and he only hates my English accent because it's better than his. Ladies and gentlemen, my good Igarisujino Tomodachi, Mr. Tim Love. Tim Love, how are you, sir? I'm
1: good, and I've always wanted to be described as a, a wanker and a limey in the same sentence, and it's, it's a very rare treat. I know what I am. I'm a limey, I'm a wanker, and a, a traitor to my football team, but other than that, I'm an alright guy. Yeah,
0: you're no, you're a pretty good dude, man. I mean, I'm a redneck and a yeah, no, no. You're
1: you're you're an awful person as well. So that's why it works so well. Oh,
0: great. My first question is rhetorical. Does Fiona know about your despicable collection of women's restroom surveillance
1: video footage? Are you getting ready? <laughs> uh, yes, for she the... does. Eh? <laughs> Are you getting it's,
0: ready for It's the one ready? of the main
1: things that brought us together. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, actually, it's quite funny that. Um, so we're getting married in three weeks. Uh, I eat, we met online. I don't know if you actually know that or not. Five years ago, that was still quite embarrassing. Like now, it's only a bit. Bit embarrassing so I'm quite happy at how that's progressed um, but I emailed the company that we did it through to ask them if they could send us like our original dialogue that we exchanged hopefully get that from them and then see how I sold myself to her but I'm pretty sure that one of the lines in there was about my uh, surveying of women while they're taking piss <laughs> and she's the only person that I met online which is uh, g- both good and bad I suppose depending on which way you look at it
0: what's the name of the town you guys are getting married in, in it's uh,
1: it's Devon and that's why it's such a shame you can't come it's so English and uh, so quintessentially it, it's so posh like yeah you'd you'd really like it like it's how i imagine americans see england outside of london which you know mostly i don't think they think about it outside of london at all but uh yeah devon is it devonshire they're known for their cheese out there then yeah oh there it is it's been it's been many years since i've heard that but yes that's right it's there. Uh, it's the cheese in devon uh, <laughs> and we have we are getting uh locally sourced cheeses which will be very exciting so oh, we're having shit. that as a huge cake of cheese instead of a wedding cake cake sucks
0: cake's overrated
1: oh it does. it's shit like I, I'm never ever interested in eating cake and especially wedding cake uh, but this like that's where you'll find me for the end of the night that
0: sounds like kind of a homophobic rant like I don't eat cake damn it do you guys have that homophobic slur in England too like a cake eater is a homosexual. or is that not a no
1: but now that you've said it I can see it so I don't know what that says about me but I've, I've never heard that before man so, those are, yeah, those are so like... thank you for
0: that yeah you're welcome I, I'm happy to provide bigoted epithets anytime you need so how far is Devonshire outside of uh, from London like two hours by car or? I
1: don't think it's a sheer it's just Devon but I, it, <laughs> I like the fact that you just assumed that because it's outside of London it must have a shear at the end of it no no it's just Devon and it's about three and a half hours away by car it's basically exactly as you'd imagine like a, a countryside venue to be and I'm sure you, you on your travels back in the day must have gone out of London to all of these sorts of places I wanted to I,
0: I was so broke man when I was living in london when we met the pound to dollar was like two to one the best way i can explain Uh, to people how broke i was when i was studying abroad is that the dollar menu at mcdonald's the pound menu was the two (laughs) dollar menu
1: well i remember going to the states when it was two dollars to a pound and it was fucking brilliant now like whenever we go there it just feels like you're in london again it's so disappointing
0: yeah i'm sorry man i I wish our economy was shitty again just to help you you (laughs) dick yeah
1: so do i those were the glory years it's funny you should say that because like when you were in london i had no idea that you just didn't have any money because I just assumed that anyone who came over from America like just had shit loads of money to be able to study at all
0: I don't know how it works for everybody else who studies abroad or whatever but through our university basically I just paid tuition to my university and regular room and board and then it was like it was the same amount they covered I don't know if it was actually less or actually more or whatever but we it was just a regular costing semester although obviously living in London quality of life wise is a hell of a lot more expensive than living in St. Louis which is where my college was and you know Obviously, you need a lot of money to buy pints and sing horribly off-key renditions <laughs> of Oasis songs at the Pint Pot on Tottenham Court Road.
1: Which is no longer the Pint Pot, I'm afraid. It's some sort of like jazzed up like, sh- like nice place now, which is a real shame. Were you about uh, to I call it literally. a shithole? You said a jazzed up shithole. I was about to call it a jazzed up shithole, but I thought shithole might not have fairly described it. It's it's, it's too trendy and, and nice now. But now if you think the prices were bad then, now like a pint is about, you don't blink if it's £4.50 now. That That's like normal.
0: Yeah. By the way, jazzed up shithole is what uh, hookers in New Orleans refer to anal sex as when you're trying to pay. <laughs> I liked it. I felt good about it when it came out. I'm sorry for that. And they also have like a classically and, and professionally trained jazz pianist who just like sits in the corner. and.
1: Ah, so you, is that how they let you know if, it, if you're going to be able to do anal, you go into their room and there's a piano and that means, yeah, it's available if you want it.
0: Well, that's that means the jazz dub shithole is open. Yeah. Do you know how to say
1: football in Japanese? I do not. Enlighten me. <laughs> Saka. Hike. Saka. Saka. It's funny because your Japanese accent is—you like your British accent.
0: <laughs> Well It sounds really good. I don't
1: know what the fuck you're saying, and I don't know if you do either, but it does sound good.
0: I said my Japanese accent is great. You lied. How uh, how do
1: you say "jazzed up shithole" in Japanese? Jazzed up shithole.
0: Now my dry cleaner is beeping because I <laughs> stopped it when we started recording this shitty this jazzed up shithole of a podcast so hang on let me turn the dryer fucking up or off or something
1: is that a clothes dryer or a plates dryer clothing dryer you need a clothing dryer you're living on your own what, you
0: need a clothing what why are you getting so upset it's a it's a it's a washing machine it's one unit it washes and dries
1: oh man it just kills me thinking of all the electricity you're taking out of japan you bastard that's just unbelievable you're living on your own man put it on a on a drying rack It'll be all right. I didn't realize
0: I was dealing with Amelia Bedelia here. I'm not looking for a lecture on <laughs> on uh, home economics. This is a podcast, man. You
1: steal my friends. You use too much electricity. You speak in Japanese with an English accent. Like this has been an absolute fucking disaster so far. So
0: you're a pretty big American football fan for a Brit. Do you have any other friends who watch? Because you're always texting me. Sorry, English. I shouldn't have. I should have specified that you're not. You're not only British. You're also English. Do you have any other friends who watch American football? Because occasionally I'll get. Text- from you while the game's on and you'll be like hey you believe hmm. that hit or whatever and I'm always like Tim is really just sitting like in his apartment Fiona's asleep there's nobody else for
1: him to talk to let me bug fucking Eric <laughs> that's like so accurate it's so depressing basically no one else I know has any interest whatsoever and that's okay for most of the year because the games start at six o'clock here so i can watch and like there's still life around me like if you're only still up i watch on a tablet or whatever but the time is depressing as a super bowl because that's the one time like i'd love to watch with other people and maybe have a couple of beers but i end up watching on my own like in my pants on the sofa with a couple of beers but yeah it's quite lonely and so i, t- I text you and i've tried other people but just no one gives a shit
0: i can't imagine what that's like being lonely wanting mm. to watch your home country or wanting to watch a sport that nobody else cares about in the place where you're living, I can't f- possibly
1: fathom what that would be like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you seem to have lot, like met a lot of other Americans out there, so surely you're like, no, on, really? on Sundays no. at 3 a.m., you're right.
0: <laughs> no, I really haven't met too many Americans out here, and uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to watch all the Jets games unless I start taking days off on Mondays. I mean, I'll be able to watch college football on Saturdays, Saturdays in the U.S., late nights Saturday, early morning, Sunday in Japan. But Do you,
1: uh, like, is your existence out there a lonely one, would you say?
0: I wouldn't say it's lonely, Um, but the fact that I'm hesitating this long maybe tells you, I mean, it's not easy yeah. to be, you know, there are times where it's, you just get frustrated because you can't really articulate, can't communicate. The Japanese people are really friendly, but they don't really want to help. I mean, you, live, you visited here with Fiona. I mean, what was that like?
1: It, it's funny, I mean, like, because uh, I found... Everyone to be, like, really friendly, like, nice, all of that kind of stuff. And then we met Tom in Tokyo. And he told us that, actually, like... The Japanese people really like are not into foreign people being there at all. And after he said that, like I looked at looked at them all in a different way. But I found it to be a, a really hospitable place. But obviously, I was there with someone, so it wasn't I wasn't like searching for social situations that I could kind of enjoy, which I guess is what you've had to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, the first couple months were definitely like, all right, I guess I'm going to the bar alone. Let's meet some people. Let's go get dinner alone, and hopefully we'll. Be. <laughs> At this point, though, I'm in a good space. Met some really cool folks and some really interesting people. And, uh, you know, I have no complaints and super happy to be here. And uh, all the other politically correct and and wonderful platitudes, yada, so forth, yada, so forth, and yada.
1: It would have been better for me if I'd come on this uh, like a couple of months ago. Because then, like, I could have, like, delved into your psyche and maybe, like, really found out. <laughs> we I'm, can still do that, man. Huge.
0: I'm an open book, man. What do you, you want to know about, I mean? All
1: right, I want to know. If when you're taking because you, your your Instagram feed while you've been there has been excellent and I like how you've like changed brand Eric while you're there like so now you're like Jack you're you're Eric in Japan on all your channels which I really like uh, when you take those photos of food are you on your own or are you with other people for the most part? <laughs>
0: there are times when I still eat out alone because oh man. You know, sometimes it's you just want to explore, and uh, you know, whatever. And I'll bring an iPad. I'll bring my pocket internet connection, and I'll watch American TV at a restaurant on Slingbox.
1: Oh, from. God. Oh, shit. You're making me want to cry, man.
0: No, no, no. That's not pathetic at all. A lot of people do that. That's normal,
1: I think. No? Why? Because there are, is that what you've seen a lot out there? Is in there a lot of uh, expats out there who do the same thing?
0: No, no. I'm definitely the only weirdo doing that. <laughs>
1: definitely yeah, the only one.
0: So. <laughs> yeah, I'll read like an iPad magazine or whatever and just sit there and, you know, try and explore stuff. As my Japanese has gotten better, I'm able to go into a restaurant and say, Nandemo o taberaremasu i can eat anything and i trust you and usually <laughs> yes. the food that comes out is great because like yeah when i first got here i couldn't go to a place without a picture menu or without a little english on the menu but now i just fucking go in and my japanese is good enough where i can be like i fucking trust you and that plate over there looks good and what is that how do you say this what kind of fish is that that's fish is that meat what kind of meat is that you know that kind of stuff and <laughs> so I could sort of figure shit out I like to know yeah well I got my Instagram feed I consider myself as, as performing a public service you know they need to know what, uh, what all this weird shit that they're looking at is and I personally also want to know so that the next time I'm in a different restaurant I'm gonna be like oh I just had uh, Mazumen can I have another Mazumen here do you guys have Mazumen <laughs> oh, <laughs> and what
1: about like sense of humor because i'd imagine that's the most difficult like thing that you surely like doesn't translate well at all yeah
0: yeah the the, the hardest part is i'll try and like translate uh like a like an american or a western ism like a slang sort of thing that everybody understands but like doesn't really make sense like i'll be like i was explaining to my japanese teacher how this woman in a restaurant i said she looked at me like i had two heads and i said it literally translated it to japanese and he was like mm. what Two heads. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's just something we say. Never mind. That doesn't translate at all. Stuff like that will happen oh. sometimes. Oh, man. Oh, uh, man. Sense of yeah. humor-wise, they're not the best at sarcasm. I've started to do this thing where after I, like, have eaten everything on a plate, like, literally cleaned the plate, like, despicably just eaten mm. everything, I'll point to the plate and say, I did not like that in Japanese, and give, like, a, <laughs> and give, like, a serious look, and they'll be like, oh, the soda on this, guy. Like, oh, Really? And I'm like, no, Jodan. What do we Jodan dish thought? That was a bad joke. And then usually I get like a smile, like, oh, what a clever lunatic this man is. Brits and Americans, our sense of humor is very similar. Obviously, we have a shared mm-hmm. culture in many ways, especially with comedy. Not so here, it's just different, you know?
1: Yeah, but don't you find that quite difficult given the.
0: Uh your comedic background my background is an obnoxious dipshit yeah it's difficult i mean <laughs> yeah it's hard sometimes it's frustrating basically what, yeah. what i'm
1: trying to say is it looks like it's time to come home uh,
0: i'll be home in uh, in a couple months man i really wish i could be there for the wedding it sounds like it's going to be beautiful but...
1: oh man yes well thank you so much for that thank you brian which i was i'd forgotten you sent this when i turned up and saw a package uh outside my flat i knew immediately what it was and i was so happy uh and we haven't opened it yet because i needed to ask you i can't remember do they serve it refrigerated or not and maybe uh, you should tell your listeners what the fuck Denki Bran is.
0: Denki Bran is a, it's like a type of brandy that has been served at this bar called Kamiya Bar which is near Asakusa Station in Tokyo it's such an old bar, it dates back to the late 1880s, it was the first western style bar in all of Japan supposedly and this was their like homemade liquor, it's a brandy type thing it's called Denki Bran and Tim told me he loved it and I was like I'm gonna buy it you years a wedding present and send it to you and I did and it got to him I think it tastes like fucking turpentine, but in a good way. I remember it was not... I don't know what that is. Turpentine? I don't know. I don't actually know what turpentine is. I think it's like oil.
1: (laughs) It probably tastes like turpentine, yeah. Uh, But no, it's so good. Like, Did you like it? And did you drink a lot of it?
0: We had a couple. I sent you a 30% and a 40%. I thought the 30%
1: tasted better, but maybe that's just because I'm a total. We were actually wondering what the difference was between the the two, so now we know. So thank you for that. We got absolutely smashed. And we went there on one of the first nights we were in Japan, and like... was the first time you know i'd heard about uh, the japanese people like to play hard work hard all that bollocks. and i wasn't really sure if it was true and then went into that bar and there were just loads of guys who looked like they'd just been at work absolutely pissed out of their minds yeah and um and it was like a tuesday night or something it was it was nothing special but it didn't really matter like there's not really i didn't feel like there was much of a differentiation between nights in japan like there are people in bars getting bollocks like at all times yeah
0: man they really know how to tie one on here man they can drink in japan they can definitely drink they have a culture of alcohol consumption to rival anything i've ever seen in the west their
1: reputation is that they can't handle it as well um, so it's it's quite a surprise I think they're some of the best boozers I've ever met and as an Englishman that should mean a lot to them for me to say that a lot yeah, we
0: were drinking next to this mm. this dude who was a janitor at the Japanese Congress uh, at the diet
1: and how bad did you feel at the end of this surely pretty bad
0: I drank way too much when my buddy Jimmy was here, man. I'm still in recovery. I may be recovering for the rest of my life from that ten days.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like we, every time we went to that bar, we we left in a in a worse state than when we arrived. But that's what you want from from good bars that you go to.
0: New York City subway versus London subway versus Tokyo subway. Go.
1: Tokyo is easily the cleanest. Easily like the the best for the cost. London is. Well, I use it every day. It's very clean, but it's fucking expensive. Subway is cheap, and that would normally elevate its status, but it is fucking disgustingly dirty. Uh, and I'm not someone who really gets affected by that sort of thing. But like, There were a couple of times I walked down into subways, and I didn't, I didn't know what I was walking on. There was just sh- shit all over the steps going down. It was kind of like, it was just like mush. Uh, and it could have been a person. Uh, it was impossible <laughs> to tell. So To be
0: fair, the New York City subway is 24 hours and neither of the other two are. Possibly this was a trick question. Well,
1: actually, we shit ourselves in Japan because the taxis are so expensive. And on one night, we got too pissed to, to get home and uh, ended up spending a fortune in the cab. But yeah, the 24-hour thing is huge. But I'll give you a little, uh, little bit of breaking news then. Uh, from 2015, uh, there will be 24-hour tube in London at the weekend but I think you're probably the only person in Japan who knows and gives a a shit. I
0: I tried to give a shit but it got stuck in my jazzed up (laughs) shithole. Which means your jazzed up shithole is, uh, it has no
1: pianist at the moment, it's closed.
0: My jazzed up shithole is closed and perhaps that's a magnificent segue for the close of this podcast. Timmy, I want (laughs) to congratulate you on your pending nuptials. Gosh, I'd love to be there. Who knows, maybe I'll win the lottery tomorrow and I'll be there. Maybe I'll find Jesus and
1: I'll be there. But
0: yeah, congrats man, love (laughs) to you and Fifi. Uh, Enjoy the liquor thank you so much for finally coming on the podcast i've been begging you for a while
1: oh man no it's uh it's been good it's been it's been great to talk to you actually and i mean that and uh i hope that you stop off in london on your way home maybe or, or something but um without you here just it won't be the same we need a loud abrasive american here <laughs> your brother may be able to fulfill that role i really hope he hasn't turned
0: but i'll find out in a few hours please give everybody my best and give tom thom my best as well <laughs> Arigato gozaimashita for listening and tim for coming on the podcast and sayonara. Nala.